You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus. Balls. Thick thighs. Camille Shat wears his neck. Eddie Jones. You fuck, mate. We're nice now. And, uh, hey, we're recording. Yes. Hello, friends of rugby. You're listening to the Friends of Rugby. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you doing, Frank? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, you caught me off guard there. I did catch you off guard because yeah. I just pressed the record button. Yeah, we were mid-argument <laughs> and you hit record. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I just, you know, you got to start off on a high. That's fair. Yeah, the energy is there. Yeah. The energy is there. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Good. All right. Do you cool. want to let the people know the date just in case a I fucking time traveler to. is listening to this I and would needs love to know where to. he is? Yeah. It's for, uh, there are good reasons for doing this. It's the 28th of January. There you go. It's 11 uh, 16 a.m. <laughs> in Canadian time, one of the time zones. So if you ever have like, if you have any kind of like Marty McFly fucking situation, <laughs> you'll know. If he listens to the podcast, yeah. you'll know exactly where you are, what yeah. date, yeah. maybe a few days ahead or behind, but. I listen back to these to reflect on my life, you know? Yeah. I use it as a bookmark for good and bad moments in my life. That's why I do it. <laughs> so uh, what do you want to start off in the conversation here? Excellent introductory question, Stephen. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Netflix documentary oh, first. Okay, honestly, yeah. I've been waiting all week to talk about this after yeah. like texting with you yeah. about this. I could not wait to talk about well, we this. have some very different thoughts tell me what you think no 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 no. we're not starting with me we're ah. not starting with me we're starting with you we're putting you on the tables yeah i didn't like it i uh i felt like it was like like you i was excited i was mm -hmm. like this is the thing that puts rugby on the global map this brings in all the chuds who watch nfl we get them they're hooked they're like this is live action NFL. There's no more turns. It's pure sport. And then I watched it and it was like the most dialed in, boring documentary. It was, the, the potential was immense. They've obviously got this huge budget and then they release it. They release a documentary they filmed the year of a World Cup after a World Cup. They managed to find the most boring stories Oh man, I just I hated it. I hate, I couldn't. I, I watched like three episodes. Was it because like Wales wasn't highlighted until episode four? You didn't even get to see them yet. I didn't, didn't even, even see them. Far. I didn't even know they were in it. <laughs> I didn't even know they were in it. And then they've got they've interviewed people like so. With the Wales people I saw in it, Dan Bigger and Louis Reese, they don't even play for Wales anymore. <laughs> and they really they knew that and they released it and it's like what were you doing? I know they didn't know that at the time, but yeah, such a waste of potential and it's like i watched that welcome to wrexham documentary right yeah and it's amazing because they've got a little nice english man every now and again explaining the rules of football for a presumably american audience that's smart right introduce rugby's complicated and they don't tell you the rules there's also scenes where they're showing footage from a game and it they've somehow filmed it and it makes it feel like the stadium is empty there's eighty thousand people watching a high stakes game of rugby and in the documentary they've made it look like an empty stadium I don't know how they've done it. It's actually impressive. I did not like it at all. Were you just sitting there, like, were you just cringing the whole time? Ah, cringing? I was not even interested. I was like, I know, I know what happened in this game. The narrative you created around it is boring, you know? <laughs> they, the, 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 what, the episode they had, it was like the Finn Russell versus Marcus Smith, and they tried to make it out like you've got 
the young guy versus the maverick and he's, he's had an argument with Gregor Townsend I see what they were trying to do but as a rugby fan I'm aware of that mm-hmm. and if you're not a rugby fan they didn't do enough in explaining the rules of the game for me to be engaged in what he's doing right like just oh so he, they won okay cool you didn't, you didn't feel it. I didn't feel it, no. You didn't feel moved. I think the thing is, Six Nations is about the rivalries and the fans. And mm-hmm. it. And in rugby, it's one of those sports, it's such a team sport. If you stick your head above the parapet and say, I'm a big personality, it's kind of taboo. So a lot of the players they interviewed, they just don't have a... They're scared to show their personality, right? And I felt that. It was boring. Like- Andrew Porter, like talking about. He was his good, actually. Dying. He was good. Yeah, I. I mean, that's pretty out there. That's it was pretty no, deep. He, him and Alice Genge, I thought were very entertaining. But you that was that's you didn't it. think Finn Russell was entertaining? Not really. Oh my god. No, not really. Because it was like, oh, I'm a maverick. I'm like messy. Yeah. He like shook up, like he shook up the internet with that comment. And I actually, I actually feel bad for him because that comment was obviously a joke, and everyone. All these like stupid memes on the internet is like, you actually think he's Finn like, messy? I think like, no, he doesn't. The majority of people could understand that I right think, yeah i think there's only like uh rugby boomers like you <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think you are Fuck. when i was reading your text about this show yeah i was like frank is a fucking rugby boomer is that what you think yeah you're just Elaborate. creeping on you're creeping on rugby karen <laughs> maybe i am maybe i am well do you know what like there's not enough fans <laughs> <laughs> it's wasted potential though like i was excited because this is the thing this is the formula one documentary that gets people to know about the sport right when i was online and i was reading about the show and i was seeing comments about the show your take was very similar to a lot of fans mm, it's because i'm right and i'm like this documentary is not for you guys it's not for us who is it for it's because for... it's not for it's not for people who don't know rugby it's that's for, for sure. people that don't know rugby. well explain the fucking rules then please yeah, I like don't, i don't think you, that's not it's to showcase the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The spectacle. Right. And I thought it did that really I, well. I, I could not disagree more. First thing that I noticed too, it yeah. really highlights the violence of rugby. It did so that well. It really it, makes the sport look really violent. Yeah. Like with the, when when they're going into contact and there's all this added sound and you effects. Yeah, the the chunky yeah, the smash noises. It's all added, but like yeah. It just it made it look so much more physical. I'm not gonna say it's not more physical than it is, but it, it just really highlighted the physicality of the sport. Yeah, I loved uh, the. Um, I wish it would actually go more into depth. A lot more players. Yeah, because like one episode kind of highlights one or two players. Yeah, and then the the teams facing off against each other. Yeah, I wanted to see more of the players' lives and stuff. Like like let's be honest, when I was watching it, it wasn't anything much different than you can see a YouTube guy making. Well, that's what, that's kind of the point right? I'm making. They've got all this money. And it's they... reach and the Netflix behind mm. it. Like yeah. I've had in this week so many people yeah message me and talk to me about rugby. Yeah. That have never talked about rugby, never yeah. seen what rugby, still haven't seen a game. That's good. And asking me questions. Right, because the documentary didn't explain the questions they probably right? had. They had, well, I don't think it's, that wasn't the point. The point was to highlight the spectacle of rugby. Mm. And I think it worked. Okay. Anecd- anecdotally, like what I've, expe- what I've experienced personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's working. I think it's awesome. Okay. Like having people like that have never seen rugby asking me about rugby. Who's this guy? Who's this? Yeah. Andrew Porter. When is this, this when is this Six off? Nations thing happening? I'm like, oh, it's yeah. happening next weekend. Oh. Yeah. Really? Like, I got people coming over next weekend now. 
that want to watch this tournament. Shit, maybe I'm upset because Wales are going to be terrible in the year that everyone starts liking <laughs> rugby. Fucking... Ah, yeah, that's so why I'm angry. I just, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it, it was entertaining. Yeah, I can see how like rugby fans like were kind of let down. I guess. Mm. I don't know what you can never make anyone happy. You no, can't that's make, true. You know what? You can't make rugby fans happy. No, we're we're a miserable bunch of people. Yeah, I will accept that. Oh yeah, we're, I'm totally cynical about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's and. Fair. I was just like when I was seeing that response from people, yeah. non-rugby fans. Yeah, you know, that was that's what we need. We need more types of stuff like that. I know the UFC does something like that. They do that on YouTube. Yeah, they have these like highlight videos, these like build-up videos for each fight. And after you watch the fight, you care about the fight, mm. right? And that's what's happening with these people that are watching it that don't know rugby. Yeah, they're getting hyped about this. Like, oh, I need to see this like fucking field war. Yeah. In Europe, in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's what it essentially is. Yeah. They, had, they did. They highlight. I forget his name. They, uh, I think it was episode three or something like that with uh, uh, um, some Italian player. Yeah, and I felt kind of bad for him. He's like, yeah, my role is the most physical role, and he like had some like major incident on the field where he like yeah. swallowed was choking on his own tongue Jeez. and Alice Genge actually helped him like stop the, the play and stuff man of the people Alice Genge yeah and he's yeah. like I just gotta get out of my head and stuff like that and then the, the rest of the video is just him just smashing his body into people and shit like that so it's it makes it look sad. like yeah it, it kind of actually made me feel sad for him but it was just like I know like when I like play rugby in the summer and stuff and like yeah. come to work with like black eyes and shit like that People yeah like, holy shit like they think that i'm like yeah some playing, kind of badass yeah, yeah yeah i'm playing mma mma with a ball yeah right yeah. <laughs> so i i don't know i really like i don't know i think they highlighted the right things yeah in this in this documentary and i i enjoy it i hope they make another season That's... i wish they do it like a rugby championship one well okay so the next thing i was going to say about it is this is there is a precedent right there is you know rugby is one of the first sports to record itself in a documentary way like those lions documentaries like uh lions raw and living with lions i don't know another sport that was doing that in the 90s and they used to release these vhs tapes that my dad used to have mm -hmm. and i'd stick them on and it was the same idea and they were amazing right because you that was the first time i'd ever seen a rugby player as a human instead of just as a person on a field so yeah. rugby's been doing this for as long as any sport maybe longer yeah but where is it it's on a VHS in my dad's house. <laughs> That's the problem. It is the problem. But, you know, we've got the technology to do this. Why I'm upset? Because you have the perfect opportunity to actually reach an audience now, and it's just this dialed-in... I think they've done a great job. Fair enough. I think they're targeting... I think that the people that they want to target... Yeah, it sounds like it. Maybe I'm they're wrong. They're hitting. Maybe I'm wrong. Right? And yeah. I, I don't know, like, what else you need. Expl rules explained for the newbies, and a little bit of a uh, a better angle on the narratives... Yeah, they they might have could have like uh, had some kind of short segments where it goes into a graphic where they like kind of explain a rule and stuff like That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it might kill the vibe that they were trying to go nah, with. Nah, watch that Welcome to Wrexham thing. It, it's perfect. Yeah. I need to watch their other documentary, the F1 series. I heard that's really good. Yeah. And I'm, I don't, I hate F1 so much that I don't want to give myself a chance to get into it. I'm scared I like it, so I'm not going to watch it. Just into it? Yeah, I'm terrified. Steve, we're going to start an F1 podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> be, yeah. I'm very impressionable as well, so that might happen, so I'm just staying the hell away from it, you know? And I thought that, yeah, I thought that highlighted a lot of characters, like... Mm. I, I wanted more rugby players in it. Yeah. I want it more. Yeah. And uh, who they did show, I thought it was great. Yeah. I Finn Russell with that messy comment. 
just blew up the fucking internet. He did. I fucking loved that. Yeah, and I, I you know, I appreciate it's everywhere. It. It's ever people I'm, non like soccer fans. Yeah, they're talking. How about dare it. this? Yeah. Scottish person they who's don't never even heard know of. Who he is, no, right? of course so not. Like, yeah. What the fuck is this guy? Who is he? Thinking? At least Messi. he was joking, and I do feel bad for him because everyone's, you know, like you said, all these boomers are losing their mind. How dare he compare himself to Messi? He didn't. He's a fucking joke, right? So, I bet he didn't think anything of it. No, he knew he was taking not. the piss. And, and the uh, producers are like, "That's that's making us millions, boys. Stick it in right now. Stick it in." Yeah. Yes. Um, there's another. So remember, there was another documentary, "Chasing the Sun" or something like that. It was the South African World Cup 2019 documentary. Yeah, part two's coming out soon. I wept watching that manly tears everyone i've never seen it it's everyone so good that's watched it has said the same thing that bit where rassi erasmus is talking about my pimpy's jersey and it's only pictures of himself everyone else has pictures of their family i've seen that bit on youtube oh yeah. my, and i was i was weeping i was weeping it's such a good documentary man you know because it talks about the story of south africa Right? It's not mm-hmm. just about the rugby. And I think that's what the Six Nations documentary missed an opportunity on. Talk about the cultures of the countries, how these rivalries are more than just a sport rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. They're like part of our history and our culture. But they were just like, nah, Finn Russell thinks he's messy. What do you think about that? Yeah. There also could be budget constraints too. I don't know. Though. So like the time limits, budgets. Uh, mm, maybe. Like they, maybe they didn't have the, like this is a trial Mm. season right oh is it okay. yeah so maybe i, I should think... say good things so they definitely do another one like anyone gives a shit what i think yeah I, don't get me wrong but i think this came from the the england union yeah put the money for this really i'm pretty sure mm. that there's like an organization that used to represent english rugby they're not they, they're like partnership fell through i think they're done after this year oh okay and then another company's taking over like an investor or something. i think that company they're like a marketing company for england Are you thinking of the cvc investment thing no this is something different, different. Eh? okay and i think these people were behind getting that netflix show oh, okay going okay so yeah i don't know i hope i hope there's more i feel if you look at now. other sports if you look at other popular sports there's shows like this oh, yeah. it doesn't that's what i'm saying right? but this had that's why I'm, it has to be good to be uh to get grab an audience, right? Because it, you know the market is there. You so, know you've got to be good at what you're doing now. That's why I'm annoyed. But it what I've seen better. from people that don't know rugby watching this, they love it. Okay, that's good. They're to on hear. the edge of their seats. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, like they all thought- and I've had like over a dozen people talk to me about this. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, oh man, I was on the edge of my seat. Really, like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Maybe okay. You made me feel bad now. Maybe maybe it's good. Maybe it's necessary. Yeah, from a an old haggard boomer rugby fan. <laughs> you're Fuck, like sound old, your man. version on uh on a rugby karen maybe you're gonna yeah. be going to leinster i can't take a 20 minute train from here into cardiff <laughs> still true why are it's you true. <laughs> took me three hours to get here but yeah no shit another rugby documentary that's coming up i just want to throw this in here real quick yeah uh have you seen the trailer for whistleblowers yes that looks good that's the story we want that looks deep yeah yeah See, yeah, this, yeah. this is made for us yeah this is not made for someone that doesn't know rugby maybe i'm the wrong audience but the referee yeah. thing that's the story i want to hear this that's like the juicy. cutting edge of rugby narratives it's isn't like it a fucking true oh, crime i can't series. wait i can't wait to hear some kiwis talking about how refs have ruined the game and then you've got wayne bars crying going how dare you they had, I think, I, if I'm correct, the trailer's like, he's like looking out a window and he's like, yeah, single tear. I want to slit your throat, kill your kids. <laughs> I was like, getting holy these, shit. Getting death threats and stuff, yeah. Yeah, fuck, being ref sucks. Oh, you wouldn't do it, would you? Do they, I wonder how much they get paid. Hopefully millions, because yeah, it's not an amount of money you could pay me. Like, it's, it's like, there's like most dangerous jobs, yeah. underwater welder, like, <laughs> world rugby ref. Yeah, astronaut. <laughs> 
right? Wayne like, Bonds' job. Yeah, because like it just starts, the trailer just starts off deep. Yeah. It like, just cuts deep that's right away. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want the real, you know, the uh, that's the real story right there. Yeah, isn't I it? think it comes out uh, next month. Mm. I, I didn't know, check. It's on Rugby Pass TV, though. Okay. So it's a Rugby Pass exclusive. I wonder if they're going to put a paywall behind that or something. Wait, I'll pay for it. Yeah. I'll pay to watch it. Can I watch it with you? Man, <laughs> yeah, you can. After all the mean things I said about Netflix, yeah. All right. So I guess, uh, um, I guess we're done talking about you being a Netflix. I mean, a rugby boomer. I think we've established it. <laughs> I'll wear that label. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, whatever. We should get you a T-shirt. Rugby <laughs> boomer. <laughs> Not even that old, Steve. If it's rugby, I'm complaining about it. <laughs> Fair enough. What else do you want to get in here? Do you want to look at the weekend's games? I'm going to talk about the best league, the Gallagher Premiership. Oh, God. <laughs> what was your highlights from this weekend? Oh, Bristol Bath. What a game. Yeah. What? Did you watch it? No. Okay, that was one of the best games of rugby I've seen this month. It was amazing. Bath, uh... yeah, Bristol, like, we've been talking about them not having a bit of spark in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had some spark in them. You think it's because they're missing, like they're missing a bunch of internationals? Bath. That kind of happens around this time of year, this right? When everyone week, gets goes up to camp. The Six Nations. This, that does happen. Yeah, like around the Six Nations, there'll be some weird results because all their best players are playing for the national side, right? But Bristol looked up for it. They looked up for this game. I kind of feel bad because I didn't pay attention this weekend mm. to the games because mm. I was like, oh, people are away. These are kind of like throwaway games. But yeah. this is these were games where there a lot of kids are going to get thrown yes. in. Yes, And a lot of future of the rugby. Yes. And I kind of missed out. I, oh, I, I'm i often the same. And when I catch a game in this time, I, it reminds me that like, these are the games you want to watch because this is like the club without its stars yeah. having to play youngsters. And it was it was a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Yeah, I kind of missed out that scoreline. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was wild. Um, and then, yeah, there were a couple of the weird results. So Saracen's not having a good time. Lost to Exeter. No. Sorry, they didn't. They beat Exeter. That's what I meant to yeah, say. Pummeled them. They did. And uh, I think, I guess, similarly, I think Exeter are missing a lot of Welsh guys. <laughs> yeah. Annoyingly. But uh, yeah, Slade as well, obviously, has gone off to England. Saracen's uh, lost a few too. They did. Yeah. They did. I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I wonder if Saracens still have that strength in their academy depth, you know, that they can they can bring out better players from th- their academy than Exeter can. I don't know. Yeah, these weekend's games really showed, like, the depths of squads. Yes. Because this is where they have to, like, go yeah. into, like, the basement and then like, yeah, yeah, grab yeah. out the people that have been, like, forgotten about and throw them on the field. Yeah. And that, honestly, so similarly, Leicester beat Harlequins by a point. Mike Brown had another game. Did he? he? Oh yeah, comeback of the century. I wanted a fantasy Six Nations or all these old fucks. Yeah, that had comebacks this year would play. Yeah, Danny Care, yeah. Cipriani's going to show up. What's on the line this year for the Six Nations? Right after World Cup, just yeah. you know, let loose. This is the hangover Six Nations. You yeah, know? it's the hangover Six yeah. Nations. You maybe vacuum your living room and go back to bed Six Nations. A lot of know? like Northern Hemisphere hurt feelings. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, some minor grudges to settle, but no one's got big ambitions here. We yeah. just want to hurt someone. You know, but um, yeah, Mike Brown had a game, and I think what I was going to say is Leicester Harlequins. Leicester won by a point. I think that shows probably Leicester's depth a bit, and yeah, Harlequins have lost a lot of players to the to the national squad, so probably something to do with that. Yeah, I you know what? I feel like I uh I missed out. I definitely missed out on uh some good games this weekend by kind of yeah. not paying attention. I was like, yeah, you know, these are there's no relegation in the prem, no. so I wasn't like compelled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I missed out. 
That's all right. I think Gloucester uh, got to win finally. <laughs> as soon as Lewis Sale. Samet leaves, Sale's kind of a hot and cold team. They are, eh? They're yeah, not I like can't. a consistent. I don't know what's going on there. Like I can't call their games at all. Yeah, totally. So very unpredictable. Yeah. So that was pretty much the. There was one URC game. Mm. Lions uh, and the Bulls and the Bulls. Yeah. It was closer than I thought it would be. Two points difference. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't watch that. I just watched the highlights. I wasn't gonna watch it either. Yeah. I'm like I said, you know. I kind of I have no interest in watching the South African teams play against each other. I only have interest when they play against. Uh, when they go up north or, or when the... You are such a fucking hypocrite, Steve. <laughs> you're, so, you're like, oh, USC, best league, South Africa. It is. I just don't have... I don't really... I don't care about watching uh, Glasgow versus Edinburgh. Oh. I want to see the... I like the cross. You like Ireland. I'm, I'm not a... What are they called? Derbies or Derbies? Derbies. Derbies. I'm not a, I'm not a Derby... Those are the best games. That's what you guys all say, but I want to see the, the clashes from the different unions. That's what I want to see. Such, that's such like a North American thing to say. You just don't get it. Just don't get it, Steve. It's like watching like Calgary and Edmonton play. That's a good game like, though. Over and over and over again. It's a good rivalry, but like there's more exciting games. I want to see like them go and play like the Oilers play like a like one of the the best of the best. Yeah. Mm. Especially when you're used to it. I don't know. I think this is the key difference between me and you and Europeans and North Americans with rugby. Like the derbies are what we live for. Yeah, what know? we look for in sports in North America is completely different. I think so. I think that's what we're like getting. What at. we highlight is just the whole culture is different. Yeah. Like what makes like a spectacle here and what makes a spectacle over I, there. I think so. We're petty, vengeful bastards who would mm-hmm. rather be England than win a World Cup. You in North America just want to be the best. We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> want to beat the best. I get it. That's fine. But I just want to be a petty little bastard who beat the team that beat us six months ago, you know, regardless of what state they're currently in. You know, I love that. So, yeah. So that was the weekend's games. Yeah, it was. Do you have anything else to put in there? No, I don't think so. There was nothing else really eye catching. There was less rugby no. this week. Yeah. That's then it. next week, rugby Christmas starts. Yes, it does. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Do you want to talk about some uh, rugby news? Yeah, why don't you go? Tell me a little bit about... There's something that came under the radar that I didn't... I forgot was happening. Okay. Kind of a big deal. Okay. Kind of an exciting thing. Yeah. The Crusaders. Yeah. Christchurch Crusaders. Yeah. (laughs) Coming up to Ireland to play Munster. That's a big deal. I completely uh, forgot this game is happening. Scheduling it a week before the Six Nations is a bit weird as well, isn't it? Well, it's been scheduled for a while. Right. Like, I read about this a while ago. Yeah. I knew it was happening soon. Yeah. I just completely forgot about it. But why are they playing it a week before the Six Nations is what I'm asking. They're not playing it a week before Six Nations. Aren't they playing it next weekend? No, their kickoff is at the same time as one of the games. Oh, it's on the same weekend as the Six Nations? this Saturday. That's even worse. That's not better. Yeah. Why are they doing that? That's stupid. I thought it was like, I I was looking at the time. I think it kicks off. I can't remember. It kicks off. Roughly around the same time as one of the games. And I heard I'm Crusaders sorry. are bringing a good team. Uh, mm, no. Oh. They're bringing, they're bringing kind of a developing like squad. They're bringing their kids. Oh, okay. So presumably Munster will do the same. Yeah. They're resting some... Uh, their All Blacks are rested. This is like the ultimate question. Whose club teams are better than North or the South? And they're playing at the same time as a Six Nations game. I don't know. I think with these two squads that they're probably going to throw in in this game, mm. is uh, I think they're both... Just throwing the kids in. Well, Munster would have to. They've lost a lot of their key players to. Yeah, they're gone for the Six Nations. They yeah. like the Crusaders rested a lot of their All Blacks. Right. So they have a new coach. I think they're just using this game to. You're not selling this to me. It's not really. It was hard to sell. 
It's a development game, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. a development game. Oh. I think it's exciting. I thought it was the ultimate clash of titans, north versus south. This I is what you're just see, telling me about. I would love to see... I don't want to see a whole club world cup. Mm. I don't think I need that. But I would love to see like one-offs like this more often. Yeah, do them in the summer. The last time, I think... I can't... I might be sure. The last time a Super Rugby team played a Northern Hemisphere club, mm. uh, I think it was Racing 92 versus the Highlanders. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and then they played in like Hong Kong or Singapore. Yeah. And like Racing 92 destroyed them. Really? Yeah. So that was the last time I, I remember something like that happening. Mm. It would be interesting to watch if it wasn't on at the same time as the Six Nations. We have it every weekend, really, though, where we, we play the South African teams in this mutant freak of a league. Yeah, but now I'm used to that. I'm, the, I'm used to that now. The dopamine hit doesn't hit the as good. The dopamine and, hit is gone. Ugh. Yeah, so this is exciting. I want to see New Zealand clubs. This is the problem with North America, man. You just want your candy all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your quick fixes. This is the problem. You've got to build petty, nasty rivalries that f- help you forget about the champions fighting I just, each I just other. Like, yeah. I just want to see as much rugby as possible. All That's right. all I want. Yeah, you do. You want it all. Yeah, and if there's the best players in the world, I want to watch them play all the time. You want the Harlem Globetrotters of rugby. <laughs> yeah, I want the yeah. Harlem Globe uh, as a rugby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I would watch it, but it's on at the same time as a Six Nations game. Yeah, so it's going to be a highlight watch for me. Yeah, some shitty YouTube highlight. I'll be rugbyed out. My emotions will be drained by the end of that first day. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a big game. Scotland coming to Cardiff. Yeah, and we're putting out a bunch of children. We'll talk about that. Uh, oh, we will. Yeah, but oh, yeah, that's uh, that's happening this weekend. Yeah. All right, but um, Owen Farrell signed for Racing. 92. What do you think? The Kim Kardashian. <laughs> you didn't even Don't use your joke. Don't steal my joke. Don't you steal my joke. joke. I was excited to use it. Why were we even going to fucking talk about this if you weren't going to use it? I was going to. You stole it from me. Oh, you're waiting all I was going to prime you to say something. I fucking took it from you. And then you. I was going to say, the Kim Kardashian's a rugby. <laughs> and, I, and everyone was going to laugh again. You missed, you missed the opportunity. Fuck, you've ruined my moment, mate. How do I feel? I think it's good for her own peril. Yeah, I think so. I don't think, there's anything, I don't think anyone has anything negative to say. I don't know what, what what are the rugby boomers? What's going on? <laughs> I'll the rugby consult boomers? my uh, yeah, yeah. I'll consult my WhatsApp group. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like four chan or my flip phone? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that this is. Uh, I don't think anyone's upset by this actually. I think uh, England rugby seems happy because they've got a good stock of tens. They've got George Ford, Marcus Smith. You know, Owen Farrell's not eliminating himself from the England squad either, right? And no, I, th- I honestly think he'll still go on the Lions tour too. Yeah, the only problem is I think. Uh, Saracens have suddenly got a really big hole in experience and quality, and they're not playing well enough for that to not be a problem. So, I think this is a good problem for them. Maybe, eh? Maybe it's they're time one of those for... teams that have been relying on a certain yeah. like core for so long, and yeah. that core is aging out. That's right. And we're they seeing need to change. That. Everyone's screaming like, "Oh, the Saracens need to change!" Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think this kind of is a kick in the right direction for them. Galvanize them to play some younger like, fellas. Eh? Yeah, we got to do something different. We got to get someone new, and we got to switch this team up a bit. Yeah, because there's just yeah, there's just some guys that are just not playing mm. uh, how they used to. Yeah, because they're getting older. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's a good thing. For, I think it's a good thing for Owen Farrell. Yeah, and I think this is a good thing for the Saracens, and and for Racing and for England. What am I talking about? Fuck those guys! I don't want Saracens to be a good team. <laughs> fucking hate <laughs> yeah, the I'm Saracens. enjoying their downfall you know, a bit. They're fucked. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, stop being positive. This is awful for them. I know, yeah. but I want. I always want a competitive team. Mm. No, nah, there's plenty of competition in the Gallagher. They can drop down. I just don't want to see like fine. Saracens. Well, they'll never turn into a Newcastle. But you know, no, I don't I think mean. that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, yeah, I, th- I think it's good for both of them. Yeah, I think so. Get uh, 
You know, Owen Farrell on a beach eating some French omelettes, not worrying about all the pressures of England fans hating him. It's going to take the pressure off him a bit, and he's already a good player. So, except like, how many games does top fourteen play a year? Do they have like one month off? Their league is weird. It like goes all it's year. It's kind of almost. intense, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. I guess that's how they can. They got to keep playing all year to make that money to they're, pay those players. But their TV deals are insane. That's why they have so much money, right? Like that's why they've got way more money and can afford to bring people in. Their TV deals, TV deals are significantly higher than any other league. And this is just for these TV deals are just for showing in France, right? I mean, it's a big country with a lot of money, right? How many people there? Like sixty million. No, a bit more than that, 80? You think so? Think Around so. that? It's a little bit more than the UK, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I keep hearing about this TV contracts. Yeah. I got to look into this more. But the thing is, in like in in the towns that rugby is popular in France, that's really popular, you know? Like in some places of the, in France, it, you know, football's the main sport. As in most places in France, it's the main sport. But rugby is has a huge following in the places where it's popular, south of France, right? So Yeah, and they... And when you're watching a top 14 game, those, those stadiums are always packed. They're packed, yeah. The people are setting off flares. It's like it's, it reminds me of like football hooligans in the UK. You know, they're like scrapping in the stands and stuff, and you know, people yeah, are just like it. naked and hammered, drunk, loads of noise. Yeah. So, anyways, that's how I feel about Orn Farrell. Yeah, we just whatever. Just <laughs> good, whatever. Luck. Good, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Good luck. The Kardashians of rugby. It's not like anything new. It's not like oh, he's the first yeah. person to do this. They're not even dramatic like the Kardashians. I wish they would be. Like Andy Farrell and Owen Farrell have very good media Dude, presence. It's not it's your joke anymore. It's my joke. I totally took it. Well, you know it's a shit joke now, so we fucking <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> I've worn it out. So that was uh, Owen Farrell racing ninety two. Yes, and then a little squibbit, um, a little bit of drama. Yeah, in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Can they catch a break? <laughs> so the rumors of uh, the Melbourne Rebel, the Mel- yeah, the Melbourne, yeah, you got it, you got it, you got gotta it. say for the Melbourne Rebels, yeah, nice going into administration. Yes, now they denied this. I don't who who said they were going into an administration in the first it got place. Got leaked then? to the media. Oh, okay, and then it went it went viral. This is something I completely believe. <laughs> I believe the media one hundred percent on this. Yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah, why would they lie about that? It's like, oh, what what a, reason do they have to lie to An us? Australian union, rugby union team just like going into shambles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. I wonder if this... See, the thing I'm thinking about this when I was uh, reading about this, I was like, is this uh, like um, like when the first like snowball oh. starts rolling oh, and it starts no. collecting more? Like, like, is there an avalanche coming after oh, this? This is the thing that breaks the camel's back, is it? Like, is... Yeah, is there more behind the scenes going on with a bunch of other clubs? Well, that's how I felt about the Gallagher Premiership, right? So, you know, Worcester, Wasps, London Irish. And then it's... I was like, this is this is the start of something. But they seem to have stabilized. I want... So you're saying this is the start of something in Australia. I'm not know? saying it is. I'm just worried it might be. So, just because of the state and everything, you don't hear anything good. No, you don't, I do think man. The, the only thing good was Joe Schmidt. That was the good news. I was I had hope for Australia all of a sudden. And then, yeah, this happens. So a, a couple of things I heard, though, right? Melbourne is... A league town, like a big league town. Yeah. More so than any other places with a rugby union team. So it's not unexpected. They get like tiny fans there. And then another thing was they dropped Western Force from Super Rugby a while ago. And Western Force, like I think it's in Perth, right? Yeah. That's, that's a rugby union place. They're so, back. Yeah. And they were pissed when they got dropped because they were doing reasonably well. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why didn't you drop the 
Why don't you drop Melbourne? They don't even like rugby union. No one even goes to their games. No one, yeah, no one like don't even go here. So they hired a bunch of people from Las Vegas, like hand out all those cards for clubs <laughs> and restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw them at people to They've go to the game. Five high schools full of kids in there that got in for free just to like bulk up the numbers. Like, yeah, the stands are sad. They for are those games sad. In Australia. Yeah, and I've seen the dragons. You know, like yeah, so. it's kind of depressing when you watch that. So I don't know. I just mm. hope like because when you, I think it was uh, the Wolster Warriors. Yeah, yeah. They were the first team. Mm. to collapse right you're like oh okay yeah and all of a sudden was what the fuck yeah and Worcester's big rugby country right yeah you know? and then all of a sudden like London Irish yeah this and, is it the house has yeah, fallen the house kept, of cards like, is collapsing I didn't know where it was going to end yeah 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 so, like, does this end anywhere because then yeah. you start hearing like all over the place there's all these other rumors yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that like, like Newcastle's got no money yeah and Leicester did, like, didn't pay their players for yeah. like they were late and there was all this bullshit here and there yeah yeah so yeah. like I don't know I'm just uh, hopefully they can might not be the end of it. Hopefully. I think it, I, I, what I'm saying is, I think it is the end of it because I don't think Melbourne gives a shit about rugby union. And, uh, like, are you saying it's the end of the club or are you thinking the end of the rumor? No, I think it's the end of the club. I think it's the end of the Melbourne Rebels. I believe the rumor. I just don't think it's like it's going to spread anywhere else. I think those other teams like the Reds and the Brumbies and Western Force are fine. I just fine. wonder if like Australian word. rugby, like uh, rugby Australia would let that team fold. Oh, I see. They might step in and give them some money. I don't know the finances of Australian rugby. It can't be amazing, though, can it? Like it's, it seems no, like it's a dying it's dire, game. Yeah. So, so, like, or if you're New Zealand, maybe you step in and go, "We need you in Super Rugby. If you leave, we're playing that one Fijian team forever." But you always hear about talks when they're talking about Super Rugby that Australia has too many teams right. for their talent pool. Yeah. So maybe it's good. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, Melbourne to fold. Yeah. This might actually be a good thing for the league, for the teams. They'll get filled in with all these other players. I hope so because as much as I've said some mean things about Australia, we need Australia to have a good rugby team, not just for themselves, but for the Lions tour coming up. We don't fuck, fuck that. We don't need them. New Zealand needs them. They need them more than New anyone Zealand else. New Zealand needs they need them way Australian more than anyone rugby else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to like pick up their shit. Yeah. Because like that's their main competition now. Yeah. They play these guys the most. They need these guys to be... They like, need them to exist and be good. Yeah. Otherwise, they're playing terrible opposition and they're not getting better. Because it's not going to be sustainable for New Zealand just to be playing against themselves. For no. That's going to like that's gonna have uh, yeah. repercussions. Yeah. And we've already kind of seen that. And now they can't poach people from Fiji because they've got their own club side. Then, oh. <laughs> oh, they're still times. doing it. <laughs> I heard they're still doing it from Moana Pacifica too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like that, I don't know. I hope, Hopefully, eh, if they go, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We need an Australian expert, don't It's we? just not good news. There's just no fucking they good news. They can't catch a break, can they? It was like Joe Schmidt was like the shining light. This is the line in the sand. Everyone thought it was going to be turning around. Yeah, and, and then the next week, like, oh, club's folded. Sorry, boys. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. It, it feels like Welsh rugby, you know? It's like, just can we just have a week when nothing fucking horrible happens, please? You guys have some good news. Like what? Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Hold a second. Just let me get on my Google. <laughs> yeah, what's the good news? <laughs> Chat GBT, good news. Well, what is? Sorry, I don't understand. There's yeah. some good stuff. You got, like what? Uh, you got, uh, Warren, Warren Gatlin. Yeah, I mean, I like him. Daddy's home. You know, that's what yeah. I like. But you know, you got. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, you, got, you got that nice stadium. You, you know, people like yeah. the stadium. You know, the people. The people. The people. Of, the people Look, of Wales. I, I am. A, I'm a miserable git. <laughs> you are, aren't you? I just want some good news. Like the people are dying, you know. Maybe Wales and Australia should just make a league together. Oh, shut up! 
you know don't even say that in jest (laughs) to put two the trash nations together and yeah so just man sad Uh, sad news from australian rugby yeah 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 hopefully it's not true our brothers our antipodean brothers Mm -hmm. yeah oh well what else is on our little news list here oh callum callum sheedy coming to cardiff yeah. So actually, is, there is good news. There you go. Yeah, the prodigal son returns. The worst ten in uh, <laughs> the worst ten in the Gallagher <laughs> Prem. He's not the worst. Why do you ten. think he's leaving? Ooh, is this that's a good question? Is this Bristol? No is this Bristol pushing him out, or is this uh, like a personal decision? Who's their other ten? AJ McGinty is it? AJ McGinty. Yeah, and he's good. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I don't know why he's coming back. Like, I don't think he's particularly in contention for the Wales ten shirt right now even though we're pretty short on 10s. So maybe he's coming back because he sees that the 10s we've got, like Sam Costello, are young and inexperienced, and he's thinking if he comes back and he plays well at Cardiff, he jumps into a whale ship because he's got the experience to do it. Do you know how old he is? I don't. I think he's late 20s. I don't know how old he is, though. But he's definitely yeah. older than the other 10s we've got lined up, you know? Because when I saw this story, I was kind of thinking, like, what's the motivations behind this? Yeah. Like, I- is Bristol kind of done with him? That's, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. May, I think it's Wales' ambitions, to be honest. You think so? That's my feeling, yeah. I don't know, though. How many caps? Can he still get picked? Well, if he plays in Wales, he can, yeah. Why not? Is that why he's not being picked? Because he's, he's playing in Bristol? It doesn't help. It doesn't help if you play in England. Like, if you're playing in England, you better be the best person in that position if you want to get picked for the Wales team, right? Yeah, because they do preference... Of course, like they Gavin do. preferences yeah. the well, yeah. Of course, he plays the players. Yeah, who are playing in Wales, but that's not to say that if you were really good, he wouldn't pick you if you're playing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Assuming you kind of got the cap rule nonsense working for you, so I, I think it's Wales' ambitions. Yeah, maybe Bristol are like we've got a we've got AJ McGinty. We're developing other tens. You're expensive, so piss off. I don't know. And it's good for me though. It's good for Cardiff because Jared Evans, the Judas, left to Harlequins with Dylan Lewis so you know Tynus to beer though let, let me just say that guy has been the best thing I've ever bought off wish.com you know like fuck I love watching uh, him play me too man what a player I love him I hope somehow he like gets into the Welsh squad <laughs> get him in there that would be hilarious that would be hilarious get that it? little bowling ball little in there stocky little <laughs> South African playing 10 for yeah. a save in the day that guy breaks the line as well that guy breaks he's a reliable 10 he's a thick boy he's a thick boy he wins turnovers yeah. and he's got arms like pythons I got a lot of time for Tynus to be a I do too yeah. I, like, I love watching him play yeah me too man yeah so yeah uh, you can see he like, cares imagine Callum Sheedy came back couldn't even get Tynus to be out of the 10 spot he's playing <laughs> too well be brutal <laughs> That'd be funny. Eh? Yeah, finally I get to like, you know, let my wings, you know, <laughs> loosen up and just yeah. get going. Yeah. Yeah. Tynus to be your starting. Now he's got this five foot nine built like a brick shit house guy <laughs> keeping him at the spot. Callum, can you grab the water, please? <laughs> yeah, put the headphones on. Go back to Bristol. <laughs> yeah. Please take me back, Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I- that's good news for me. I like Callum Sheedy back at Cardiff. I like Callum Sheedy, let me be clear. And I'm excited for him to come back. I like Callum Sheedy too. Yeah. I just remember when he was first coming up. Yeah, he was like all he the time. He was talk. exciting, wasn't he? And yeah. he kind of disappeared. He did a bit. Well, Bristol have been playing well. That's why, you know. I mean, he's obviously part of that. He's part of the team. But it's like Jack Mercer at Gloucester, isn't it? It's like you can't stick out if you're losing every week as well. You mm-hmm. know? But yeah, tell me, Steve, about the well, Canadian strategy to save Canadian rugby from Canadian rugby itself. So I didn't even know that this announced. Like, I I pay so little attention to Rugby Canada because I yeah. just have so little faith in them. It's a dumpster fire. And uh, I was listening to another podcast, yeah. the Rouge Rugby Podcast. Yeah. 
Name drop, nice. Yeah, and uh, they uh, they were going over this, so I didn't even know what happened. Yeah. And so I was looking into it, and there was some... This, so they came up with, like, a strategic plan for the next four to ten years. Yeah, it was up to 2027, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there was two things that they highlighted that I thought were kind of crazy. Like, good crazy? Um. Well, it's hopeful. Okay. So they wanted the women... Yeah. ...to remain in the top four... Yeah. ...of women's rugby. Realistic, I think. They're a good team. And the other one... Yeah. ...was for the men <laughs> to re-enter the top 12... Oh, good luck. ...of world rugby. Good luck. Now, um, one of the guys on LaRouge Rugby Podcast, mm. they made a point that, like, why isn't the goal for the women to win the World Cup? Yeah. And I thought that was a really good point that they made. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean Let's just stay in the top four? It should They've, be mm-hmm. winning the World Cup. They've got this insane ambition for the men who are nowhere near who, breaking the top 12. Yeah, and, who makes the goal just to stay in the top yeah. four? It's just such a weird, like, when you have a team that's as good as they are. Yeah. Who could win a World yeah. Cup, right? I just think that they are seeing the outline mm. that a lot of us are seeing. Yeah. That profe- women's professional rugby is going to leave like, Canada and the, uni- and the United yes. States behind. Yes. This reminds me of when Canada were considered one of the reasonably good tier two nations, right? And we respected them. They'd come to play us, we'd probably beat them, but we respected them, you know? And now we don't, they're shit, right? And this reminds me of how that change is happening now. All the top nations in the world, professionalism has made it so that whenever New Zealand play Namibia, whenever Wales play Chile, well, I don't know, we hope to beat them. But basically, all the Tier 1 nations are pretty much guaranteed a win over the Tier 2 nations. Not because and they're not good. So. Rightly so. Because our professionalism, our structure is so good now, right? At the top, it's hardcore competition, right? And this is what's going to happen with women's rugby. Now that all you know, the British Isles have professional leagues and teams mm-hmm. and are catching up with England and France, mm-hmm. that's only going to get better. So when Wales lost to Canada in the summer, the women's team, I kind of... I was a bit sad because I thought it would be a closer. I thought Canada played really well, but I thought give that 10 years, we'd win that every time purely because we've got a professional league, you know? I think after, like, I think that's the last time you're going to see, when, when they beat Wales, Yeah, I thought that's the last time you're going to see them beat Wales. And I don't want disc- to discredit Canada. They've got some really good players. They've got a yep. really good squad, but without a professional team to give them regular exposure, that's not going to last forever, is it? So, yeah, so here's my personal take on it. Yeah. And... Uh, friends of rugby exclusive. <laughs> I was thinking about these these goals that they had, and I was like, "Okay, yeah. how do you realistically, how do you realistically get this done mm. without having any sort of professional setup? Yeah, for these players. Yeah. So what I think they should do is that they really want to do this. They got to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And create some sort of player pathway to mm. the, to the professional leagues. Okay. Saying, hey, if you sign this Canadian player, we're going to subsidize some of their salary for you Ooh. to incentivize these professional clubs yeah. to sign these players yeah. and to get our players in these professional setups more to in, like incentivize these players to these professional leagues. So it's like central contracts. Yes. You're saying it's like central contracts, but they can play for anyone else. Yes. And they should do because they'll get exposed to higher level rugby. So yeah, what Rugby Canada is, what Rugby Canada is doing is scouting these players. Yeah. Finding these good players in Canada. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, getting them into professional setups around the world. Yeah. So then if, I, if I'm a French talent scout, mm-hmm. if I go to Canadian, I go and watch a Canadian guy in Canada play, 
he's really good. I can get him a lot cheaper than yes. I can get a Fijian. And it would, it would, and, and a lot of teams I think would go for this. Yeah. If you can get more guys on your roster that are being paid for by being yeah. like their salary being half paid for or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, and then our players are getting into professional setups. Yeah. Everyone wins. Canada wins because now they've got players who've been exposed to top level rugby consistently. Yes. And they don't need to fly one person fr- from Vancouver to Toronto for a training camp. No. He's just already doing it. The other teams it. are taking care of it. He's already doing it. All their training, all their development is being taken care of by a professional setup. So outsource your academy to other countries. Exactly. Yeah. And then all when right. it comes cool to... Idea. um, Yeah. And then when it comes to internationals, now you have like all these players from yeah. these top teams you, around the world. Like I know the women, like a lot of women are... Canadian women are playing mm, pro yeah. overseas already. Yeah. yeah. But there needs to be some sort of program, mm. some sort of pathway program. Yeah for these players yeah and kingsley jones is the man to do it oh my god <laughs> see that's why i don't pay, pay attention to yeah. rugby canada at all because like just like when they when they or they said they want to do a culture change yeah and like well you you sign like the worst coach in canada ever <laughs> like how is that a change you re-signed this dud yeah yeah i thought kingsley jones was pretty good when he's in wales but he's obviously not working at canada is he so why do they keep him when was he good in wales ah, a while ago he coached a lot of teams didn't he coach the dragons? He came from the dragons, right? The dragons used to be good, believe it or not. When he was around? Yeah, like the early 2000s when, mm. when we started the Celtic League. Mm. He's a big deal in Wales. Yeah. But that's my that's my, my thought. If they're gonna if they're really gonna like wanna go for this, if they're actually serious, the only way in my eyes to do this yeah. is to yeah, make some sort of central contract yeah. and start subsidizing their pay so they can get into professional setups. That's an interesting and I, I think idea. Would, I think it's a great idea. I think it'll be cheaper for It'll be cheaper for Rugby Canada in the end too, because they don't have to like make these like they don't have to build new facilities and stuff like that, and because they want to do all this building these performance centers around Canada, they want to start off. They want to build four more, and then they want to have like yeah. eight across Canada and stuff. It's like no, just invest in the players, find the players that are worth investing in. Yeah, get them to where they can learn. Yeah, rugby, you know, where they have the the good setups for them to to um, grow their game. Yeah. I like that idea. The I, the only downside is if I was playing devil's advocate, if you've got a guy who gets put on a top contract in France, he's getting yeah. paid like half a million, Canada are footing a lot of that bill, and he's injured for an entire season, Canada are just paying for a, fr- a guy to sit on a French bench. That's part of every risk, though. That's part of rugby. I'm just saying Canada can't afford that. Well... If you look at their goals, like the, you know, they're, they're about to spend a lot of money all mm. over the place. Oh, okay. So... They got more money than like Canada's not broke. No, it's not. Right, so they can afford to put some. And we're talking like players like these players aren't like these aren't Finn Russells. Yeah. Right. These are guys that are going to be Tyler Ardron, Jeff Hassler types, like kind of good, good. Well, Tyler Ardron is like really super good, so he would be a player that would. uh, Is he the next Messi? Would be hard to subsidize because he's an expensive player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like if you're subsidizing his contract, that's that's a whole different thing, isn't it? Yeah, but there's a lot of players you get them in those squads and then mm. if they grow they grow out of that uh position, they become like staples for that team. The team can sign them. Yeah. Then that's the team's thing now. Yeah. They want to keep them, right? And he's asking for more money. That's up mm. to the team. Yeah. I right? like this idea. It's hard to actually to poke holes in it, actually. Yeah. So I yeah I don't know. That's, a, that's 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 my thought. If they really want to make it to, to make it to the top twelve without any kind of professional setup, yeah, that's crazy. Like only who... only Argentina do that, and it's 
And the thing is, Argentina's club-level game, like their semi-professional amateur-level game, is more established than Canada's as far as I can see. Just their player development mm. is it's like 10 times more than what Canada has. It is, but it's, more, more it's a bigger sport in Argentina is what I'm saying. And yeah. obviously it's not the biggest sport. Like football is fucking huge there, right? Yeah, because it would be like, I don't know what the top sports are, but I know like rugby's up there. It is up there. We're in Canada. It's not even in the top five, is it really? I don't even think it's in the top 10. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Like, yeah, I think... Yeah. But you know what makes me sad? Every place I've been to in Canada, if it's a big enough city like the one we live in, there are several rugby clubs, you know, with lots of people, men and women playing. And it's like, why why can't we take the next step to have even a semi-professional inter-provincial league or something? You know, and I know it's expensive, but it's like they just don't have the ambition to push push it to the next level sometimes, you know? There's like 20, 20 teams in our in our province. Yeah. Playing all across yeah. the province. Yeah. And the average person has no idea that there's a rugby league going on. No, in this city, people don't even know that there are rugby clubs. There's seven of them or something yeah. like that. And they're all reasonably sized clubs yeah. you know, with three fields each mm -hmm. and clubhouses and bars. People don't even know the sport exists, um, never yeah. mind these clubs, you know? So. so it's really weird. Yeah, so you can't get into a top 12 no. with that kind of culture. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I think I like that idea. We'll have to see what Canadian rugby do, though, because eh? not a lot of uh, faith in them at the minute. All right, let's stop talking about this bullshit because <laughs> I want to get into something that I have been waiting for all year. Rugby Christmas, Six Nations. You can hear Tyke Furlong's uh, bells ringing. Oh, as man, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I knock out so many things in my schedule for this shit. You get more excited for the Six Nations than a lot of people I know who really like rugby. I mean, oh, you really like rugby. It's the best. It is the best. I love the... You know, I, I kind of hate how it's in the morning, but I love having like the people over. Yeah. You make a big breakfast. Yeah. We're drinking Guinness. Yeah. At like eight in the morning. And everyone's got their little shirts on. Yeah. Everyone's got their jerseys oh, I on. I love it. All you little Canadians. Oh, my dad's grandpa was a Scottish guy. That's why I'm wearing this jersey. <laughs> like, everyone gets all excited to tell you about their ancestry. Yeah. Oh, One yeah. of the guys I was like, uh, that came to, that saw the Netflix show. Yeah. He's uh he's been just messaging me all all week about this show yeah i was like hey you, you know I, six nations is happening it's starting this weekend he's like what yeah he's like oh where can i watch it? i'm like come over and watch it did you invite him over yeah i did yes and he's like fuck i can't wait so he's been texting me about that and i'm like man you yeah. gotta pick a team oh i could yeah you gotta pick a team you know he picked of course i know we've picked ireland, ireland. <laughs> he's like they're badass my my grandpa's dog's hamster was from dublin my like, dog is a quarter it's a quarter irish fucking plastic paddies everywhere man. Like, i think their brand is their brand's pretty strong it's strong brand. and you've got to remember like you know half of north america is probably has some claim to irish descent so it's fair enough yeah everywhere in north america there's some sort of like heavy mm. uh, irish immigration do you want me to tell you a funny story about that though yeah so the majority of people in the United States, like the majority of the white population, uh, are of German origin, right? That's the largest diaspora in North America of the white Europeans. Mm -hmm. Soon as World War II happened, they conveniently forgot about the. Oh no no no, we're uh, we're Irish, we're Irish now. now. Yeah, uh, we're Italian. <laughs> you know they were fascists as well in World War II. Oh yeah, don't worry, don't worry. We're like the fun Italians. You know, yeah, like, we're the good ones. Like, yeah, hey, we're, yeah, 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 yeah. Baba booey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. just pick and choose your lineage now. Do you good for you? Like, but no, it, there are a lot of you know. Irish and I think it's probably a lot of Scottish people where we live in terms of ancestry as There'd well. There'd be right? a lot of Scottish people here, yeah. and Irish people, hundred percent, yeah. yeah. And like even my if you go if you go back like uh, yeah. like my great grandmother, yeah, 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 yeah. So like my grandmother. Why don't you support Scotland then? No, I'm saying they were Irish. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. 
That's okay. But uh, I do have some Scottish. Like my last name is, is Scottish. It is. I actually learned it from a doctor. <laughs> from a Scottish doctor. He's like, oh, your last name. You know where it's from? I'm like, I don't know, France. <laughs> He's like, no, it's Scottish. I was like, oh. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. That, why don't I do, I do cheer for Scotland, though. You do. That's my order. That's my order of cheering. So you base it on your uh, perceived lineage. Yeah. Uh, you'd go Ireland, yeah. Scotland, yeah. then Wales. Okay. Those are my top you three. You got some Welsh in you? No. You I want some? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Don't worry. We're more concerned with sheep. But anyways, uh, you want to do something fun here. Uh yeah well let's uh let's do our fantasy Six Nations. So we're gonna make it like a dream team for Six Nations. It's not a dream team because a dream team means you can pick anyone. So I'm saying we pick three, no more than three players from each Six Nations nation in our team for right? our like top team. Pick a pick a starting fifteen. Try and make sure they were picked for the national side and are not, not injured. Okay. <laughs> Try your best. I'm not going to be that bothered. I'm just all I'm hoping is you get the loose headed, tight head prop right. Oh, no. I, I hope you got I'm it go- wrong. No, I'm going to double down and get it intentionally wrong. <laughs> Me too, actually. It's getting embarrassing. <laughs> what is a tight head? <laughs> What's is the difference? Tight head? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Who do you have for number one? Uh, which is a tight head or a loose head? Loose head. Thank God. Andrew Porter. Okay, only oh, yeah. Randy Porter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I watched the Six Nations documentary and I just fell in love with his character, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was good in it. Uh, How about you? Since I can only have three uh, from each uh, nation, yeah. yeah, I went with uh, Schumann from oh, Scotland. Okay. Okay. Yeah, loose head there. Yeah. He's good. He is good. There's a fucking little meatball just running around. He is. I think, I think Scotland's front row is actually kind of underestimated. They're starting front row. Yeah, there's no one else. But yeah, after not, that, it drops it, off. But those, yeah, that Xander, Fer- like they're, they're two props. Xander Ferguson and Schumann are, are world class. They are very good, aren't they? You're going to have them on any team. They don't even look, I know they're probably big guys, but comparatively, they don't look that big. But they are. Oh, they, no, they they're punch. pretty big. They're fucking pretty big. Oh, okay. Like for a loose head, I didn't know that Schumann was a loose head for a long time. I thought he was a tight head. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've already established, He's I have a, no idea what the difference yeah. is. So uh, I'll take your word for it. Who do you have for Hooker? Dan Sheehan. Yeah, that's My easy. favorite Irishman. He's class though, and he's for such a. I I always love him because for such a young guy, like he's performing at such a high level, you know. And front rows tend to get more experience with age. He's already class. He's got to be the best. He's the best hooker in Europe, probably. Who's uh, the guy from France though? Oh, I can't remember his oh, name. He's good too. Why'd you put me on a spot like that? Yeah, that's like, oh man. Don't worry, I'll edit yeah, it out. Yeah, edit that out. I'll edit that yeah. shit right out. Please, please. <laughs> Number uh, three. Who do you go for? No, I who, went for Dan Sheehan. That's no, I'm asking for three. For three, yeah, I went with uh, Weenie Antonio. Oh, okay, yeah, he's yeah. back. He didn't retire, right? Guilty is like, please do not do this. I thought I didn't. I thought he was injured or something, but don't think he is. I think you're no, right. No, I just in, forgot he's about him. He's in the him. squad. He's massive, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's a tight head you he's want. He's a classic tight head, isn't he? In yeah. the Adam Jones mold, he's just, just a fucking blob. running down the field, a yeah. ball in one hand, a bucket of KFC in the other. Yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah. Fucking <laughs> chowing down and mowing people down. Yeah, like that's the guy you want on your team. Yeah, who did you go for? Xander Ferguson. Oh, I was I originally had him mm. on I, on the on the thing, but then I ran out I wanted to use another Scottish player somewhere else. I was like, oh, oh, fuck, I'm gonna do? oh, like, oh yeah. Scotland have a pretty tasty backline, so I don't know if I've wasted my prop option on a Scottish player here when I could be cashing in in the backline. But yeah, I like Xander Ferguson. He's he's like he just gives me the feeling that he loves playing for Scotland as well. Oh yeah. Like he's ferocious when he plays for Scotland, mm-hmm. you know? And I just yeah. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Your locks. You, you, you want me to go? Sure, go first. For my locks, I chose Joe McCarthy. Okay. Yeah, I went with the I went with the kids. Yeah. 
And uh, David Jenkins. David Jenkins. So I said, David. David. David, I am the only gay in the village. <laughs> well, I'm glad you picked him. Yeah. Um, I, went, I went with like these. These guys are. Is he captaining your fantasy Six Nations? Um. He? He's not, is he? He's not, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I don't care. No, I have a different captain. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Dav Jenkins and and Joe McCarthy. Joe McCarthy. Lancer. Yeah. Went with the kids this time. I mean, they're both young, but they're not inexperienced, though, are they? No. They're good players. Like it's not like you're putting faith in some unknown quantity here. So I think they're both pretty solid choices there. Yeah, I went Dav Jenkins and uh, Cameron Wokey. Um, also similarly younger. Yeah. And like both of them, like athletic, get around the field. You know, they're just like the kind of up and coming rock stars of the the lock position. You know. And then what about your back three? Uh, ben Earl seven. Excited to see him. I'll just go through my whole back three, and then yeah, I'll let you do go, it. Go through your whole back. Yeah, three. and then I went Gregory Aldry, uh, number eight. Ooh. And I went for I I was gonna go Peter Romani, but I changed really? it to Tyg Byrne. Oh. Yeah, and it's not because like Peter Romani's like obviously really good. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't pick him. There's no weakness there. But I just like Tyg Byrne in terms of um, he's just a, he does a little bit more for me. Like Peter Romani's a quality leader, um, but Tyg Byrne I think he's really good in the line out. He's he's winning breakdowns. And you see him kind of pop up in the loose every now and again. He's got really good hands, so I just I just kind of like his vibe a bit more, you know. What about you? I went with Ben Earls too. Yeah. Um, and then I um, put uh, at number eight. Yeah. Kalen Doris. Yeah. Had to put him in there. I was that eight was actually difficult for me, so I'm glad you put him in because I nearly put him in myself. Yeah. And then I threw in Gregory Aldridge to the back three too because <laughs> okay. I just want him in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That is a meaty he, back row. He's. Gregory Aldridge is probably he's he's one of my favorite players. Yeah, he's class, isn't he? Yeah, I yeah. love watching him yeah. play. He's a monster. So I had to have him in there. Yeah, his carries are insane. Mm-hmm. But so is Kalen Doris. Like his carries are really good. He's always pumping those legs, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. Well, some of my team gonna fucking kick your old team's ass. Who do you have for scrum half there? Uh, went Thomas Williams. Oh yeah. I love Thomas Williams. Yeah. He's quality. Like he's quality. I think like of all the nines in there. He is the one. He's kind of like an acrobat, you know. Like he's always just like his hand will pop out of nowhere and grab the ball out of thin air. Um, mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's a pretty hard guy for a smaller scrum half, you know. How about you? I went for experience. Mm. Danny Care. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that goes with our theme of the comeback kings, right? You know, he's to keep all the young kids. You know, just keeping them at bay with focused. the stick. Yeah, he didn't go for Alex Mitchell, eh? No. Mm. No, I picked. Um, I like Danny Care. I like Danny Care. That's not a bad choice. He always plays well against Wales as well. So yeah, kind of pissed off if he plays against us. Uh, let's go ten. Finn Russell. Mm, that wow. was easy for me. Oh, you went with Marcus Smith. I did because uh, I picked a different. I picked some Scottish guys elsewhere. Oh, it's like the Netflix documentary in our team. The narrative is here. Yeah, it is. You went for the Messi. I went for the Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. No, I went with Finn Russell. Yeah, fair He's enough. He's just man. on fire right now. He's. Well, he had a, he's, he didn't have Marcus the Smith game. is too. Marcus Smith, Marcus Smith has been tearing it up too. I think the problem with Finn Russell is like there was a while ago where he was like, is he going to have an amazing game or is he going to have a terrible game, right? And then he's been consistent recently until that Bath game against Bristol. I thought he had a bit of a mare, to be honest. Did he play in that game? Yes. He was there. Yeah. Oh, well, I wait, thought am he was talking shit. Oh, I'm yeah, wondering. you might be talking shit because well, he's, he's got to be uh, definitely. He's probably in the Scotland squad. What, yeah, what am I there's no about? way he's going to be playing. 
Yeah, maybe I'm talking shit. Yeah, I take it back. He's going to my. He's my number ten. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sticking with Marcus Smith. Uh, twelve, thirteen. Um. Okay, this one's a bit left field. I went twelve, Sione Tuipilotu. Okay. And I went thirteen, Henry Slade. And Ooh. I, yeah, and I know Henry Slade is a bit more of a ten, twelve kind of guy. Yeah. But I. Uh, he can make it work. He can make it work. They fucking switch those guys around. He's like the he's like the Elliot Daly, but better. You know. Utility back who does the utility no backing, you know. LED is the best at every position. He's got a leg like a cannon. He's a wing, he's a fullback, he's a fucking center. He'll prop if you need. Propping. He's fucking everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, went so. Two a lot, too, I think. Should have put him in the team. <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah, just, he can manage it or something. Yeah, who'd you go to centers? I went uh, Cameron Redpath. Mm. That Ben Russell Cameron Redpath. Oh, the Axis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I went with George North. Oh. Red and blue makes purple. <laughs> Poor George. Poor George. I just want him to. He hasn't. He hasn't done anything impressive in a while. He's solid, but like he's good. He's good, but like he's for his size and speed. Yeah, he should be just like mauling opponents. You know, just like well, I remember him ten years ago. Like he'd leave people in his dust. They'd be like guys hanging off his legs and stuff. You gotta have faith. Watch him this year. I hope. I've been saying that for a while, man. I've watched George North's entire career, and like he's he's just he hasn't got that spark anymore. I don't think. I don't know. I still think he's got it. He's good, man. He's yeah, good. He doesn't know where he is, or he can, he, you know, he can't count to ten, but he knows he can play rugby still. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, back three. This is gonna be great. Um. Uh, okay. So you may have noticed neither of us have picked an Italian. So for no. my fullback, I went Ange Capuzzo. Did you say that right? No. I Isn't don't. that Capuzzo? Capuzzo. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, man. Yeah, he's good though. He's good. Heartbreaker. It's been a while. Breaking Welsh hearts. He like kind of broke that Italian mode. Like you saw the Italian teams, and like mm. I bet you the average person didn't know like who anyone was on the Italian teams. But mm. he's like a rock star. Like everyone knows who he is. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got signed for. He, he went to Toulon, didn't he? Like as soon as they were like, "Oh, this guy's good. Let's get him." Yeah, he. he I know he plays in the top fourteen. I, I yeah. don't know what team he plays for. Though. Too long. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, but he was an easy choice. Then I went for Damien Damien Penault. Oh yeah, absolute man. And just his stats alone, you don't even need to see him play. Just look at his stats. That guy's yeah. going in your team, right? Um, and then I went for Duhan Van der Merwe for my third Scottish pick. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, just for that game against England, he played. I mean, he's still yeah. good generally, but like he, he he steps up for Scotland. I went with uh, Josh Adams. Good, because I think him. I love him. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Thomas Ramos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had to have him. He's a bit versatile as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he can do other things. I want to put Pinot in the yeah in the team, but your fucking rules. Going <laughs> through, I was like, fuck. And I didn't want to take out, uh, yeah, Guini mm. and or or Aldred. So I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, our captain, the captain of the of my dream team, is uh, Emmanuel Veiwaboso. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You piece of shit, Steve. Yeah, so that's my uh, that's my captain of my team there. Oh, mate. You English, absolute The scumbag. pride of England. Oh, you scum. You did that. Oh. You know God what? save us. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop that's, it, my That's the anthem heart, for the team. My tiny black heart. <laughs> uh, and that is the, the dream teams. He's not really your captain, is he? Yeah, I got, I got C right here. Oh, captain. Okay. Put it right there. See? Captain it's on my notes. That's a wind up, man. Yeah, there he is. All right, fair Coming enough. Coming in, leading the charge. Ah. <sighs> Think he's gonna get picked? Oh, 100. Just like give him two minutes. <laughs> I think so. I think when 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 Cockiness again wasn't in the squad. Yeah. That power winger role. Yeah. It's going to him. 
Yeah. And he's good. Oh, no. Once in a generation. Oh, don't, man. Yeah. Uh, man, that is like fucking gnarly. The more I think about it, like it Doesn't... hurts. It hurts so much more now. Than... Like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, it's a very sensible decision. Well done. Now I'm just like, you motherfucker, come back. Why have you done this? Yeah, it, I'm not even Welsh and it made me upset. Oh, I know. You know? I think it's just because you we needed a win. We needed a win, you know? We got to be clear about this, though. We cannot blame him. No. I it's blame not the WYU. I'm just, yeah. I'm just very upset. He's a quality yeah. guy. I wish him the best, but also... I kind of blame him a little bit. Judas, come back. There's no way I'd play for Team USA. That's what, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. So there's when we, no way I would do it. You know, when we were talking the other day, we were going to do this thing where we were going to have our predictions, and then at a certain point, we would look back, and whoever loses the most predictions, you were like, okay, you'd have to wear an England shirt, right? And I was like, I just couldn't do... Like, I couldn't. Like, you know, if I'd have bet my house on it and lost and the consequence was wearing it. I just wouldn't do it like I couldn't I just couldn't do it I couldn't do it um, no, I, can, you, I can wear a US jersey but that's what I'm saying the stakes aren't the same yeah. like I know that the, the rivalry between Canada and the US is there yeah it's a rivalry it's not like a hatred it's, I could wear a USA jersey it's not you yeah. know it's not years of oppression of our language and our people sort yeah. of you know oh man we should have made those bets I'm not like just now now I'm glad that was a good losing bet though I'm, I, we can still make the bet I'm just never putting on an England jersey I just don't I couldn't just do for it for the bet no not for the bet the bet was if you guys didn't know sorry we're talking out of context here but we were going to compile our predictions and whoever had the worst had to have a punishment and my punishment for Frank was he'd have to do a photo shoot in a <laughs> in an England jersey yeah, and like him like hugging trees and running his hands through streams and stuff like that like something romantic just couldn't do it I couldn't do it man <laughs> No way. You couldn't even think of anything for me. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, maybe making you wear uh, like a US jersey, but it's not con- It's not no, the same. as The stakes aren't the same. No. So, we wouldn't like it. Yeah. But it has to be something like extreme. I don't you know. You wouldn't have to have a bleach bath after it for an hour, no. though, would you? So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to think of something good. Yeah. If you guys have any suggestions, uh, emails up. What should our rugby punishments be for being shit at predictions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're both pretty good, actually, though. I think it'll be are close. We, have we been close? I mean, we've got some wrong. Well, but... let's uh, let's do some predictions for next weekend. Yes, that's where we'll finish, eh? So Friday, mm. we have Ireland France. Mm, that's the hardest to predict for me. That yeah, is it is the, a hard game. That is to a predict. hard game to predict. Um, sorry, where is it? Dublin. No, it's in France. It's in France. No, no, it's in Dublin. Okay. Yeah. That's a big deal. Is it in Dublin or is it in France? No, it's in France. Okay. Let me look look this up here. I'm for sure it's in France. Yeah. Let's go over here. Should have had this fucking open. That's okay. Friday. Finn Russell did France. play. I was Googling it. Finn Russell did Oh, he did, did play? play? Yeah, oh, I thought it was going insane. Good. I thought it was going insane, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. Ireland are going to France. Um, Ireland are going to France. That, that makes it... Okay, so a couple of things I'm thinking. DuPont... And, and France have some injuries. Like, Ireland are in decent shape in mm-hmm. terms of injuries. Like, they haven't got too many important people missing right now. I don't think DuPont's playing. He's not. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, they're missing to him because he's he's not injured. He's just off elsewhere, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, France have some other significant injuries. Home advantage. That's a coin toss for me. That's a real coin toss. I think France. I'm going to say France. And the, the reason I'm saying that is... Purely home... Field home advantage. advantage and I think they will I think they've got a bit more of a point to prove right now like getting dumped out of their own World Cup I think they're going to be quite fired up to re-announce themselves on the international stage that is a hard game to call though 
that could go either way. See, I feel like it's ha- that having like them being like taken out in the quarterfinals having a negative effect. Like really? almost like the like hunger over. The hungerover's gone. Yeah. They had that drive like, oh, this is our year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's over with, the kind of wind has been taken out of their sails. You could say the same thing for Ireland equally though, couldn't you? I don't think Farrell would ever let them get there. You don't think so? No, he's too good of a coach. I think Galtier and Sean Edwards, though, they're the Galtier's a good coach, and, too. And they're quality as yeah. well, so... I fucking have no idea who's going to win this game. That's as hard, isn't it? It is that a is hard, hard. I'm, game I'm giving to it to France because I have to do something, and they've got home advantage. That's it. That's what I'm going for. I'm going to go... Uh, Ireland. Okay. I'm going to go Ireland. Okay, I'm not wearing an England jersey, though. And that's not, like, regardless. It's not <laughs> okay, happening. Okay, just get the fucking England jersey I'm, out of your brain. I'm putting it in the You're spreadsheet. You're like, haunt it. I am. You're going to fucking nightmares tonight. Just not doing it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Ireland. And it's going to be, like, a fucking, like, 14 to, like, 12 or something like that. Yeah. That's the score. It's going to be a low it's scoring be close. and tight. Yeah. It'll be good, though. I think it'll be a really good game. Yeah. Like, really high intensity, high skill yeah. kind of game. Yeah. I have to make up an excuse for work to go and watch it. It's on at one. It's on at one p.m. on Friday. Can you want to just bail on work? We can go to a bar. That's what I'm gonna do. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Can you do it? Yeah. Okay, let's bail on work. Let's do it. Um, and then Saturday morning. Mm. Well, I guess it's Saturday evening. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> uh, Italy versus England. Okay, I want to say one thing. I'm excited about this game because I'm excited about a lot of the England players coming through. So I would normally think that's a foregone conclusion. But I, because I've been really following the Gallagher Prem and I've been following like, you know, Alex Mitchell, Finn Smith. I don't think they'll play necessarily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not wearing the jersey, you've got a lot of time <laughs> and respect for them and their players. So I know I genuinely though, because I've been following the Gallagher Prem a lot. Like I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see a lot of these English players play. They've got a really exciting squad. I'd be super excited if I was an England fan right now. So I want to. But I think England are going to win. Obviously, yeah. The only thing I want out of this game is a game. You just want Italy to put up a fight. I want to fight. I want a game. Yeah. So I just don't want to see another Squid Rugby video where he tells me they're going to be amazing next year and this shit. You know, because I, I can't ulti- deal with the optimism. Squid Rugby is the ultimate rugby gaslighter. He He's just an optimist. He's just yeah. an optimist. But it's you know, he it's only so much. He did make me believe He's several so times. He's so good at what he does. He tells me about the Italy under twenties squad and how good and exciting they are, and they're like, okay, well, you know. I just want a game. I mean, England's going to win this game. Yeah, of course they are. It's even in Italy. I, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. But I would love an upset, but... Uh, um, no. no, I don't think so. Or just even a close game. No, I think so, England will win by 10, 15 points, which that makes it sound close, but... Uh, oh, man. I think well, they'll win by two scores at least. We just need something from Italy. That's all I want. You know, one thing about that Netflix documentary, I don't think um, Kieran... They made, they made that team look grim. They did, didn't like they? They made the atmosphere look... Well, the, the the coach didn't help, though. He was just like... It was like... One of the things he said, it was like, don't drop the ball. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, Yeah, you could tell like that, that he whole was a, atmosphere did not feel good. No, it didn't, that was did what, it? We should have talked about that earlier, but mm. like, yeah, that's what it... It, it just looked... But well, he's gone. Yeah, he is. So, Kieran Curley's gone. So maybe fresh coaches often bring yeah. out a, a, a bit of a spark at the start. I think they needed that because like, when you watch that coaching team in that documentary, they yeah. look like done. Yeah, they did. They, they were defeated. They were just kind of tired. Yeah. That, that whole squad. Yeah, I don't know. 
that could be editing and stuff like that. Yeah. But the way it was presented, it looked grim. It did, like, didn't oh, it? fuck. It, there it, it wasn't like grim in a funny way either. No. It was like this coach is lost, like, you're all shit and I hate you and it I'm leaving. It was depressing and yeah. sad. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What's he called? Kieran Crawley? Kieran? Yeah, keep Kieran, confusing Kieran him with Crawley. Him. Keep confusing him with yeah. Crawley at I already Leinster. did that in, uh, yeah, like did. four episodes ago. Yeah, but no, he yeah. didn't come across well, to be honest. He was good when he coached Canada. <laughs> but have, uh, have him back if you want. Yeah. So I think it's just the whole Italian setup. Like he was kind of fighting against. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, hopefully we have a game. That's all I want. Yeah, and then the game enough. of games mm. on Saturday. This oh, one you're going to be excited for. going to just be a wreck. Scotland going to Wales. Bony wee Scotland coming to Cardiff. Yeah. All right. Doomsday, Frank. Uh, <laughs> my heart says Wales. My head says Scotland. Like Scotland's squad is just on paper better. Right? It is. You can't deny it. Every one of those positions is filled by an experienced quality player. Gatland has pretty much said this is a rebuild year, which sometimes sounds like an admission of we're fucked anyway. Um, I think we'll put up a fight. Like, it'll be a close game. Um, and I think we always surprise people, don't we? Like, right whales off at your peril kind of thing. But this might be the year. Like, we don't have, like, the old guard to, to fall back on, though. We haven't got Alan Wynn, Ken Owens, like, to, to kind of lead the boys, you know? Um, so I'm worried. From, like... From all the years watching rugby, I've come to believe one mm. thing. Yeah. The Gatlin factor. Yeah. Never the Gatlin discounted. factor is a real thing. Yeah. And especially like, like Gatlin and Wales. Don't discount a Welsh man putting on a Welsh jersey either. Yes. Like it means so much to us. Yeah. You know? Not and that I've done it, but you know what I mean? Like Gatlin's good at bringing that out. He is. He knows he's, how to hack into that pride, doesn't he? Like from what I heard about him, he's a real passion coach. He is. Like he gets these guys fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's really good at doing that. I remember this story. It was he was it's a coaching story, and he had all the players on the field, and it was during the time of Mike Phillips, who's a famous ego, and he says, "Put your hand up if you think you're the best player in your position." And only Mike Phillips puts his hand up, right? Because he would. He's Mike Phillips, and that's the kind of thing that Gatlin's good at tapping into, right? It's like if you don't think you are, like why not? And what can we do about it? You know, like he really knows how to access the emotional energy of a player, and he'll tell, and he'll call other teams. It's like when England beat New Zealand in that semi-final in the World Cup in 2019. He called it right. He's like, England have just played their final. That was all their emotional gas in one game. And yeah, he was he, right, man. He was totally right. Yeah, he plays mind warfare. He's so good at it. Yeah, he so, does mind uh, mind yeah. warfare really well. Do you know what? I'm saying Wales. Screw it. Oh, you're going Wales? Of course I am. Wales never in home. doubt. Holy smokes, yeah. Scotland. Yeah. That's a good stadium to play in. That's a good yeah, crowd. I'm going to go with Wales, too. Yes. I think Wales are going to take it. We're back, baby. I want Scotland to win. Arderhoek. Because I want Scotland to do something. Yeah. But, yeah, at home, that passion. Yeah. If this was in, if this was at Murrayfield, mm. I, if this was in Scotland, yeah. I would I would pick Scotland to win this. Fair enough. I just think that home mm. ground, like that. It's a big deal. Like Especially it's a big deal. in Wales, yeah. And the players, like, you know, those players are hearing all that, like, they're, like, the, the aura around the team is kind of negative from the yeah. fans, from the media. We like, love that as well. Well, these guys aren't going to amount to much, that. Yeah. so they, you know, that they got something to prove. Yeah, they do. So I think Wales are going to come out hot. That's right. Out of the gate, get under Finn Russell's skin, make him have a terrible game. You know, I think it will be all right. Yeah, you just put pressure on him. Like he, he's going to be the main conductor of that team. He he's he's his own worst enemy sometimes, right? Like yeah. you put the wrong kind of pressure on him, 
um, or the right kind of pressure, and he'll start trying to do all these fancy passes. He'll throw an intercept. They'll knock it on in his own half, stuff like that. I'm also, like, when it comes to test rugby, Yeah, Finn Russell's kind of hot and cold. He's still got a little bit to prove internationally, isn't he? Like, he's, he's quality, but yeah. he's still too hot and cold to be reliable at Yeah, 10, to me, he? he's the best 10. That's never a best 10 when you need him to be the best 10. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about him. No, totally. And I, uh, I think the team, like, the Scotland team is, like, good enough to get the job done. Yeah. But I think there's just a lot of external factors yeah. going, going on. Like like you said, the home, the, the passion yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Wales can pull this one and out. And we, we like going under the radar, right? Like, no one expects us to win this game. So that's where we thrive, you know, in our pettiness. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, out of petty. <laughs> a petty little Wales win. The petty little Wales or, win. Or, you know, jam slams back on. Red card in the first 10 oh, minutes man, against Zanga Ferguson. They could always do a jam slam. Mm-mm-mm. Give me that blueberry jam. Just getting their asses kicked and yes. somehow win. Yes. By like 15 points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. We're just going to wait for the ref to not look, take a tap and go, score, and then he's going to be oh, that's probably fine. To me, Wales is like probably the most um, <clears throat> exciting team for me this year because it's Cause, such an unknown. Because of the yeah, because of how it's just like thrown together. Yeah. You know, their lack of like they're missing all these players and all this shit happening on the outside. Yeah, and stuff. And Gatlin's got to take all these like he's got to rely on a bunch of players he's never had to rely on before. Yeah, and to see that come together, that's exciting for me. It is. We slow starters in the Six Nations as well, but this is probably the only game except the Italy game which we've got a realistic chance of winning comfortably comfortably is even not even the right word of winning like i can't see us beating england uh ireland or france actually so uh we got to win this game do you know if they have england at home or away we're playing ireland in dublin i think we're playing france i think in cardiff i i, I shouldn't say this out loud because i'm not too sure and i think england in um, I'm just going to be wrong, and I have no idea. I think I all I, I think we're playing Ireland in Dublin though, because I I can't see us winning that game. Like Ireland are too good for us right now, and especially away. Yeah, like <clears throat> you got it. Yeah, Wales goes to uh, England, Twickenham. So we're playing France in Cardiff, and then Ireland and England away. Yeah. And so you got yeah, mm. you're you're at Ireland away. Yeah. England away. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the French come to you guys. Okay. So that's a tough Six Nations. It is a tough Six Nations. It's already tough. Never mind those away fixtures. So uh, anyway, yeah, I think Wales will win that game because I want to say that. Oh, I can't wait. I want to believe. I cannot wait for kickoff. Mm. Oh, I'm going to be a mess. This is exciting. I'm going to be a mess. This is the, this is the happiest time of year for you. Yeah, it's for- February Six Nations. My birthday. This is like exams in university season for me. <laughs> Either it's the best or the worst thing ever. You got to reignite your love. I it's love it. I still have child eyes for this sport. I still, I, I love haven't it. been beaten to death by like you I know having a passion it. for. A oh, team. but I've had such highs. You know, oh, the highs are amazing. They're the best days of my life in a pub in Cardiff, beating England like thirty points to three. What a day! What a fucking day! But could be the worst week of my life next week. You know. All right. So, so basically, all we have to worry about now is uh, finding excuses to get out of work. Oh, easy. And then uh, Don't worry, I shouldn't say easy. that loud. And then, uh, and then p- uh, get to a pub on Friday. Yes. Oh, that I'm is one hundred percent happening. That sounds exciting. That's a game I have not emotionally invested in, in the same way. So I'm very happy to sit in a pub on Friday and watch that game. Yeah. Quality. All right. Well, All right. friends, I think we discussed everything we wanted to discuss today. Mm, that's if you, good. If you guys have any questions for us, you can email us at 
the friends of rugby pod at gmail.com it's got a ring to it we didn't have any fan questions this week Maybe no we, we didn't now yeah it was sad <laughs> the email was just empty please fan send yeah, us a question please fan send us some questions just one all right friends morsel. have a all good right. night take it easy <laughs>